The New York Islanders have re-signed Ilya Sorokin, Pierre Engvall, Scott Mayfield, and Semyon Varlamov to long-term deals. But can they pull off the big one for Alex to bring it? We've got all that and more on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can also find us now on Sirius XM Radio on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked on Islanders. We have got so much to talk about on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, Send us an email to LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this offseason. We've covered the draft. We'll have more on it. Free agency, hirings, firings, trade rumors, we'll have it all for you right here on Locked on Islanders. Can't say it wasn't an eventful weekend for the New York Islanders. And we had the draft last week, quiet on day one, Islanders busy on day two, and then, you know, free agency started Saturday. And I'll say this, let's start with this. Lou Lamorello, you could say what you want about the guy. And every day, as you know, I've had my share of differences in approach, philosophy, and you know, on a number of moves that Lou Lamorello has made for this team over the last few years. But one thing we do know, Lou Lamorello more or less does at least attempt to do what he says he's going to do. And last week, before the draft, he indicated he wants to bring back all of the uh, unrestricted free agents that were out there if they can come to agreements. And look, you can criticize him all you want, and I think there are legitimate criticisms. I'm at the top of the list. But he went out, And he did what he said 
his goals were. He signed Ilya Sorokin, who still has one year left on his current deal, to an eight-year deal with uh, a reasonable term under the circumstances. So, you know, it's an eight-year extension, yes, but with an average AAV of $8.25 million a year, you're locking up an elite goaltender through the prime of his career, and that is essentially the fundamental backbone, the, the, the foundation of your hockey team when you've got, by definition, one of the three best goalies in the league last year, and you lock him up, and here's the thing. When you talk about Sorokin, $8.25 million a year right now does not even make him the highest paid goalie in the league. It makes him in the top tier. But remember, the cap only went up a million dollars this year. It's supposed to go up more in the future. So when you look at it, if the cap goes up, anywhere between one and three, four million dollars a year each year between now and nine years from now, having a great goalie at $8.25 million a year is going to be a bargain. Now, Islander fans, I don't have to tell you there's a lot of ifs mixed in. We signed Rick DiPietro to a 15-year deal when he looked like he was on the verge of becoming an elite goalie. And you know, injuries derailed his career. And it wasn't his fault necessarily, but he never was able to live up to the promise because of the injuries. And, you know, the Islanders are still paying the guy and will be for a long time because of the injuries. And yeah, that's a gamble that you're taking. But we also know that goaltending is the foundation of hockey really right now and you know if you've got a great goaltender then you have a chance to win any game well the Islanders just added their franchise goaltender and locked him up and Lou Lamorello said we wanted Ilya to be here there's no time no better time to do it than prior to training camp or prior to any part of the season once you get along in the season, it's a distraction, and this will not be a distraction to anyone. We certainly wanted him back, so why not try to get it done now? And that was the focus. And every day, as you'll remember, I said, the price only goes up as the cap goes up, as salaries around the league go up. And locking him up now gives you a lower AAV, and security for your all-league goalie. And Lamorello adds, you don't want a player of his statute to go into the last year of his contract. I think that's a lot of pressure on the player. I think there would be a lot of media pressure on what his thoughts are and so forth. It takes away the mental aspect of it. And so we're extremely pleased with that. And I think we all know what kind of goaltender he is. So... You know, the good news is that the Islanders have locked him up at a reasonable rate and have moved on to looking how else they can improve their team. And 
I, I think out of all these deals and, and based on the feedback I've gotten on YouTube and Twitter and all other forms of social media, based on all of that, there are some people who are not thrilled with all of these signings, and yeah, I get it. But the Sorokin deal, I don't think there were too many people who were disappointed in that. And, you know, Lou is doing Lou things and doing them to the extreme. But realistically, bringing back Ilya Sorokin and making sure he'll be an Islander for the next nine years now, I don't think there'll be too many complaints about that nor should there be, and to me, this is just a a great situation for the Islanders. Now, we know the Islanders also signed three other players to long-term deals, and that a lot of people were questioning some of those signings, and understandably so, so we're going to break them down and break it all down for you so you understand where we're coming from, but... One thing that is still outstanding, the Islanders still have one unrestricted free agent and one restricted free agent still to re-sign. And that is Zach Parise, who has basically said, I'm either retiring or coming back to the Islanders. And if he comes back, he's probably coming back at or near the minimum. The Islanders currently have one million dollars. $86,667 in cap space left this year, according to Cap Friendly. So, you know, you still have enough room to bring back Parise. And then the restricted free agent is Oliver Wallstrom. And you got to figure out how to get him under contract if you bring him back. But that's the outstanding free agent business left as far as bringing back your own guys. But obviously there's more to talk about than that. Can this team not just stay the same, but get better? So we're going to talk about the other three signings and the trade rumors, all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on MLB on FanDuel. You can get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting on everything from the money line, the over-under, to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Hey, and if you're a Met fan, Yankee fan, plenty of things to bet on on the FanDuel app for baseball fans. It's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And plus, when you win, you get Paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So Three other signings, and I know these were less popular, and understandably so, but I don't think they're as scary as they first seemed. And I I have to say, this is Lou being Lou. He likes his veterans. He likes keeping the nucleus together 
He's talked about loyalty very often in the past. But here's the deal. You got three players. I don't think the amount of money you're paying them is really the problem. Uh, if you look at it, you have a cap hit of $2.75 million for Semyon Varlamov, $3 million for Pierre Engvall, and $3.5 million for Scott Mayfield. All of those are reasonable salaries for these players. And again, since the salary cap and the, the cost of signing players only goes up, over the length of these contracts, these will be even better deals relative to similar players with similar talent. Obviously, to me, giving Varlamov four years didn't make a lot of sense. I would have given him two years for sure at two and a half million or two million or even 2.75. That didn't really throw me. But here's the thing. You got to understand that the Sorokin deal and the Varlamov deal are intertwined because of the friendship between these two, because of the fact that Semyon Varlamov has mentored Ilya Sorokin both on and off the ice, and because uh, it, it just enticed Varlamov to take less. Last year, he was making $5 million. He's barely making more than half that. So in exchange for taking less money, and probably in exchange for Sorokin taking a little less money, you lock up Varlamov for four years at 2.75 mil per year. There is no doubt that Varley is still a good backup goalie. In fact, he's probably in the top 10 to 12 backup goalies in the league right now. Yes, he's 35. Yes, his performance is likely to taper off. But here's the thing, and I think this is true of all three of these other contracts, that the more I thought about it, the less upset I was. Because these players are not being overpaid on an annual basis, if in year three or year four of this deal or year four, five, six, seven of the Engvall and Mayfield deals, that these players are no longer fitting in with the Islanders or no longer performing well enough to justify their salaries, because their cap hits are not high, it isn't difficult to trade them, to buy them out, to put them in the minors and save some cap space. So being stuck with these guys, it's not like you're being stuck with Andrew Ladd, who clearly, or Josh Bailey, who clearly was not worth $5 million a year based on his production this past year. Uh, if you're not getting $3 million from Pierre Engvall three, four years from now, there'll be a team out there, assuming he doesn't completely bomb out, who'd be willing to take a flyer on him at that low price. And that price is only going to look better and better down the line relative to other middle six speedy wingers who can put in the odd number of points. Now, Engvall, seven years 
That takes him up to the age of 34. You're, you're lining up Engvall for his prime. Again, I don't think Engvall is necessarily worth locking up for seven years. He's not an elite player. He's not part of your core as far as talent goes. But he gives you speed, which this team needs. He demonstrated some great chemistry with Brock Nelson and uh, Kyle, Kyle Palmieri. And I think that at $3 million a year, it's not that terrible a gamble. Is it too long a term? Yes. But by giving him the seven years, you got him to stay at $3 million. And again, I don't think in year four, five, six, seven of this deal, if you want to move on, it'll be that difficult given the low AAV of this contract. Same thing with Mayfield. Seven years, yeah, it's way too long a term for a defenseman who is already on the other side of 30. But he's a right-handed, solid, stay-at-home, third-pair defenseman. He can sneak up to your second pair if necessary. He can help you kill penalties. And at $3.5 million, look, you weren't going to get him at $1.45 million, which was what he was playing on the last five years, which was a, a bargain. But even at $3.5 million, I can tell you right now, Mayfield would have gotten four, four and a half, maybe even five million on the open market because of the shortage of quality right shot defensemen out there. And essentially what he did and what the Islanders did was say, I'm going to take less money. I'm going to have some security. I'm going to stay on the island where I like to be with the players I like to play with. And let's face it, down the road... If there's really a problem with this contract, with, you know, Mayfield not playing all that well, well, then you, you basically can move on. Now, there are no trade clauses out there, according to Cap Friendly. There's a full no trade clause for Mayfield through 2026-2027, and then he has 16 teams on his list after that. So you have that. Varlamov, full no-trade clause the first two years, 16 teams the second two years of his deal. But uh, Engvall, again, 16-team, modified no-trade clause. That's really not the, the end of the world. Again, you still should be able to get out of these deals if you want to. So... We've all said this team needs to get younger, faster, and more skilled. The Islanders have now succeeded in maintaining what they're doing. But we know the key to the team getting to the next step, if they can, is to get better than they were a year ago, to bring in some more talent. Well, there's a rumor going around uh, that you've heard from a number of different sources that the Islanders are still in on a hockey trade, possibly involving Alex Dabrinkit, now of the Senators. We will talk about those rumors and those possibilities coming up next on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So, we know this team, the status quo is not good enough. That 
the way this team is presently put together, they are essentially a playoff, a bubble playoff team. They'll be 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th in the conference. We've talked about how other teams in the conference are making moves to get better. And as we said earlier on the show, there's not a lot of cap space out there right now. The Islanders, a little less than $1.1 million in cap space. They still need to sign Wallstrom, and they still need to sign Parise, Zach Parise, if he doesn't retire and decides he wants to come back. Well, the rumor still out there, and it was reported on Saturday by Andrew Gross of Newsday, is that Alex DeBrinkett, who is a restricted free agent, currently his rights retained by the Ottawa Senators, he's out there, possibly available in a trade, and the Islanders are reportedly one of three or four teams that are interested. Now, he just got paid $6.4 million AAV over the three-year bridge deal he signed three years ago with Chicago. He had an off-season last year, which he had 27 goals and 39 assists. That 27 goals would have placed him a very close third on the Islanders in goal scored only behind Anders Lee, who was second, and Brock Nelson, who was first. You're talking about adding somewhere around eight and a half, maybe nine million dollars a year if you want to add to break it. The player that was rumored to be heading back to Ottawa if this deal went through would be J.G. Pajot. Pajot saves you $5 million on the cap. Obviously, you would have to send, whether it's a pick or a prospect or both, to Ottawa. That would be, uh, you know, an important thing. It may involve Oliver Wallstrom, who then would no longer have to be re-signed. Uh, Pajot is a center. We know we have five centers right now. Pierre Engvall is also capable of playing center. And, you know, if you go with Debrinket, Horvat, and Barzal as a top line, that's pretty darn elite if you think about it. You obviously would have to free up some cap space. You could do that possibly by, you know, moving Ross Johnston, having him play down in Bridgeport. That would take $1.1 million off the books. You may have to put Ross down in the minors just to re-sign Wallstrom and Parise if they are both back. You may also have to make another trade or two, but let's face it, if you're able to add DeBrinkett, you get that goal scorer that this team has lacked. You get the speed. Will Debrinkit be a great fit in the Islanders' system defensively? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not, let's be honest. But would he at least be willing to be positionally sound? Would he be willing to back-check? 
it, it looks like the answer to that would hopefully be yes. Certainly, Ottawa played a, a little bit more of a disciplined system than Chicago. We did see his offensive numbers cool off a little bit in Ottawa compared to Chicago. But boy, oh boy, when you add DeBrinket, you certainly give this team a whole different level. You would have legitimately three 30-plus goal scorers on your roster in DeBrinket, Nelson, and Horvat, And then you would have, if they stay, Anders Lee, who's a 20-plus goal guy. Matthew Barzal, who should, if you add DeBrinket, be a 50-60 assist guy and possibly a 20-goal guy. If Parise comes back, he scored 20 goals. We know Palmieri can score 20-25 goals if he's healthy. Wallstrom may have the potential if he's back. Engvall could certainly give you 15 to 20, if not more, over the course of a full season. You start to go up and down the lineup, it really does start to look better, and that is encouraging. But obviously, losing J.G. Pajot, not ideal because of what he does on the penalty kill. You may have to have Casey Sezikis move up to the third line, or have Pierre Engvall center a third line. There are a lot of ways to do it, but no doubt adding DeBrinket certainly helps the Islanders in a lot of ways. Also wanted to mention Parker Wotherspoon, no longer a part of the Islanders organization. He signed a two-year deal with the Bruins organization. So Wotherspoon, no longer part of the Islanders, still unsigned, and unrestricted free agents in the system, Cole Bardrow, Jeff Kubiak, Corey Schneider, who we said every dayers know may be headed uh, to Europe, and Richard Panik. So we'll see if any of them are back. And we will have more in future episodes about DeBrinket and the rumors until we find out what, if anything, is happening. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 70th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Dave Lewis, the native of Kindersley, Saskatchewan. Third round pick of the Isles in 1973, their second season. Joined the Isles that year, the first year Al Arbor was the coach. Here is a defensive defenseman, 6'2", 200, which in the Mid-70s and late-70s made him big. Uh, Never scored more than five goals in a season for the Islanders. Never scored more than 28 points in a season for the Islanders. But steady, strong defenseman, solid in his own end, willing to uh, be physical, and was a goalie's good friend during his tenure with the Islanders. Traded in the Butch Goring deal during the 1979-80 season at the trade deadline, along with Billy Harris, played for the Kings and then the Devils and then the Red Wings before retiring at the end of the 87-88 season. 1,008 career games in the NHL for Dave Lewis. 36 goals, 223 points, 953 penalty minutes, 91 playoff games, many of them with the Isles, one goal, 21 points, He later became a coach, including head coach of the Red Wings and Bruins. Uh, 
in the early 2000s and was last in the league as an assistant with the Hurricanes in 2013-2014. One of his better games with the Isles, October 15th, 1974 at the then-new barn, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders and Canadiens, Billy Smith, the goalie for the Islanders, Michelle Benny LaRock, a bunny LaRock, excuse me, the goalie for Montreal, and the Islanders skate away with a 6-3 win. Dave Lewis, our Islanders' birthday of the day, scores. He gets the game-winning goal, four penalty minutes, and two shots on goal in this one. Islanders beat the Habs by a score of 6-3. to three. Denny Potman with two goals. Billy Harris, two assists. Bob Bourne and Gary Howitt. And Bob Nystrom, each with a goal and an assist. But a big game-winning goal for Dave Lewis. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Tomorrow, we will have Hadi Kalakesh, the uh, Locked On NHL Network prospects expert talk about the picks the Islanders have made in this year's draft. So we'll give you some more in-depth analysis of those picks. Plus, we'll have the latest on the DeBrinket rumors and all other Islanders news. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Have a great 4th of July. And of course, let's go Islanders.